Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman, of course. Well, first up, you probably read about this and were floored. I know I was. Google buying Nest out for $3.2 billion. Thought it was uh, very interesting. I happened to have a client in the home automation space, so I was paying particular interest to what Google did last week. Uh, Marcus Wolstein from Wired Magazine wrote an article about this and kind of tried to get down to why Google would be interested and why Nest would be interested in selling. Well, what's interesting about this, as you probably already read, is Nest will retain its own identity as a company. It will continue to move along in the home automation space. And, you know, this this big announcement came out at the same time as the Consumer Electronics Show. And what we were finding at CES, apparently, according to Wired Magazine, is that serious innovation in core gadget lines like smartphones and televisions coming to an end. So it's becoming harder and harder to innovate. Well, Nest was co-founded by Tony Fidel, who's best known for designing the iPod. Yep, he used to work at Apple. And even though um, you know Google doesn't get Apple, they do get him and everything that he brings with that um, innovation. And not only innovation, but rolling out a product without the support and resources of a massive multinational, which is no easy feat. Now, it's great when you have a truly innovative product, and that's just it. There aren't that many out there anymore. Nest certainly created it. Um, and what they did with Nest is connecting devices over time. Their learning thermostat uses its sensors to train itself according to your comings and goings, and the entire network of nests in homes therefore become much smarter. So it takes that smart home idea to a whole different level. Um, so imagine that connected by Google, so kind of taking that whole platform. So with its product and design expertise, Wired says, Nest provides Google an ILDO platform for stretching the power of its own intelligent machines beyond the Internet. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so what about Nest? Why would the Nest be interested? Well, apparently it allows Fidel, formerly of Apple, co-founder of Nest, to do what he does best, which is to become a product CEO. He said to Wired that, you know, he's been forced to do a lot of stuff that didn't have to do with innovating products. You know, all the things that when you start a company you end up doing, right? You end up, you know, worried about website and servers and launching a, a place to actually house your offices. Well, now he gets to spend his time actually thinking about the product, and that is really the impetus behind the move. So 
really big news. I just thought it was great inside baseball insight as to why both parties would be interested in each other. It'll be interesting to see what Google does next um, if Google takes over the world. It's certainly going to give Apple a run for its money. So stick around. Keep your eyes open for that. Well, our post profile today is the Nicole Miller Networker, a woman in her late 40s to 50s, self-employed, owner of her own um, business, maybe not the nest, but something, something like that, making around 60k a year. Uh, there's over 1.5 million of these women out there um, having gone to college. Um, you know, like I said, raising kids on their own. They're influenced by fashion, ambitious, motivated wanting to get to the top of their career, living in the moment, wanting to take advantage of everything life has to offer, and really valuing uh, quality items is what she's looking for. And she believes it's worth paying a little bit more to get those quality goods as well. Uh, everything from what's in her home to what she drives to what, what she clothes herself with. She's open to trying new things. Um, and at retail, you know, she's shopping a lot of different places. Um, designers all over the board. Cars are pretty much American-made. And when it comes to media choices, um, everything from money magazines to better homes and gardens will grace her coffee table. Uh, you can reach her online. Um, she's traveling, so Travelocity, eBay, looking for a deal. Um, and on cable, she's watching CNN for news, TLC, HGTV, HBO, and Food Network. Well, my guest today knows a lot about women, and especially about moms. Holly Publica um, is the Senior Vice President of Strategy at Collective Bias. It's a social shopper media company, and it's really reason for being is to drive retail sales through the coordinated creation of social media stories. Storytelling, of course, we know is a powerful, powerful tool, and especially done online, and uh, Collective Bias has done that very successfully. But Holly has a very long and storied career, very successful career. She's also the president of Momentum Nation, uh, which is a focus on women and moms. And it's a site into itself, um, really growing community across a variety of social channels. So uh, very excited to have Holly back on the program. It's been a while since she's been on. Um, so thrilled to have her. We're going to be talking about 2014 um, and looking forward at um, connecting women with um, businesses out there. So more from Holly when Pershings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Are your online conversions still lagging behind your competitors? Then it's time to master your skills in website conversion optimization. Sign up for Conversion Conference San Francisco, March 17th through the 19th. Brasco from WebmasterRadio.fm here inviting you to the biggest ever conversion conference in San Francisco. It's the only digital marketing conference that's entirely focused on getting more web visitors through your conversion funnel. Join your colleagues and learn from leading conversion experts like Tim Ash, Brian Eisenberg, and Bart Schutz. Bring your entire team and see what difference these three days with the world's best conversion optimizers can do to your revenue and bottom line. Come to Conversion Conference, where top companies get ideas and strategies for more effective websites and online campaigns. 
WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get a $150 discount on their pass. Simply register online at ConversionConference.com with promo code WMFM or click on the Conversion Conference logo on the WebmasterRadio.fm website. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back. Joining me today is Holly Pavlika. She's the Senior Vice President of Strategy for Collective Bias, which is a social shopper media company. She's also founder of Momentum Nation, which is uh, from the perspective of women and moms and really focused at um, growing community across a variety of social channels. She's also a blogger and has a really long and storied successful career in marketing. Holly, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm very excited to have you back. I know um, you're probably already off to extremely fast start in 2014. I know we are uh, when it comes to collective bias. What are you most looking forward to this year? Uh, we have so many things. I wish I could talk a lot about them, um, but, uh, <laughs> but most of them, uh, we've got about 300 pages worth of plans that we've been, we uh, polished off back in the middle of December. Um, so hopefully they kind of, Change the blogging world from 2014. So we're all really excited about what we're doing, but I can't say a word. Oh, gosh. Well, when you're ready to talk about it, you'll have to let us know. I mean, changing the blogging world is no small feat. It is, I mean, you've already done it once, so I guess for you, not a big, not a big deal. But maybe you can look back onto 2013 for me then. Um, you know, as you look back to 2013, which seems right now like so far away, but it really was just, what, 21 days ago. Yeah. What were your What were your top three standout moments from a marketing to women perspective? Is there something that your team did, or something you've observed in the industry that was really a flashpoint for the year? Well, I think in general, um, I just love that social media and technology is is all coming together along with all the issues that women have. I think it's giving us a tremendous platform. But I, I think three people, uh, three women, really, you know, um, I think are going to help change the, you know, where things are going. Um, first is Malala. Um, I just love the emphasis now on educating girls and, uh, you know, too bad, you know, very unfortunate that it took, you know, a shooting to bring this to the attention of the world. But I think um, 
she's done a great job, and she's such a great spokesperson on that that front. And I think that is going to change the, the world of women and, and and how we get marketed to in the future. Melissa um, Mayer becoming you know CEO of Yahoo. Um, you can already see a lot of change happening on that front with with her, which is exciting. Um, and finally, a, a female board member on Twitter. So Marjorie. Uh, Scardino being added to Twitter. And there's so many boards in the U.S. that don't have women on them, yet 85% of the marketing dollars are going towards targeting us. So it just doesn't make sense. So to see some of that shift starting to happen is, is really exciting. Yes, all three really, really great things, among many other things that we could probably call out, um, out as well. But yes, the board, the board membership has long been an issue. It's nice to see some high-profile women being placed on some high-profile boards. Um, and you know, you, you blog a lot about this. Um, I read a lot of your blogs on Engage Mom blog. You're a blogger yourself um, on Momentum Nation. Uh, I was reading a uh, blog posting back dating back to 2013, way back in September, about <laughs> which is ancient when we're talking about uh, the social the social world. Um, but it's it's something I think a lot of us struggle a little bit about when it comes to educating ourselves about being a blogger or working with a blogger is uh, really needing to spend some time getting to know that blogger rather than just looking at the number of their readers or how far their reach is. So when, you're, when you really want to start diving into the blogger, what should you be looking for, Holly, from your point of view as an expert in this area? Well, I'd say this, the first thing is, you know, you've got to start a relationship, right? Social is all about a relationship. Um, probably a half an hour before this call, um, I got an email from a company wanting me to write a blog post. I don't know them from a hole in the wall. Uh, they had a whole list of things they wanted me to do. Um, and the hate was very little. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they didn't take any any opportunity to kind of know who I was, what I blog about, it, was it a good this content, a great fit from, for my blog, um, what kind of reach did I have, would I be willing to do all that stuff, you know. Um, just the wrong way to kind of approach that first step with a blogger. Um, I never do it that way. I would say, first and foremost, you might send them an email and say, I'd like to talk to you. Um, but that first conversation should really be a conversation, um, not relegated to just uh, emails. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do for me lately, too? I mean, you, you would expect, too, that people would have spent some time on your own site, you know, just reading what you're having to post, looking, looking around and seeing kind of how you engage with brands. I would imagine that would be a first step. Yeah, and then I think, you know, it's thinking about the ask. Um, you know, how much time are you asking of the blogger? Um, it takes time to do research. It takes time to write that post. It takes time to put it in the WordPress and put the links and the tags and make sure everything, you know, find a photo, um, properly caption that and, and everything else that goes into it. Um, you know, it takes time to craft tweets that are going to get engagement or a Facebook post, for instance. Um, so, you know, think about how much time you're asking of the, of the blogger and compensate them, you know, accordingly. Um, I think it's the second thing. Do you feel like getting into the discussion around money is an initial conversation, or do you think it's more, let's see if we're the right fit is, is the better way to start? Well, like I said, first it's getting to know me, getting to know if my site's the right site, what are, you know, what's your product or service that you're asking me to talk about. Is it something that I can talk about authentically and that I believe in? Um, you don't want to 
a rent a blogger, um, much mm-hmm. like all places that just, you know, want to throw money at you and, and you write something and you put something up. You know, there's got to be passion there. I think the reason social works and the, the reason people believe the authentic stories of, of real people like me and others is because it's authentic, because it's believable, because we've made that story seem real. It's not, we're not selling advertising here. We're, we're, we're selling context, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and to a group of people, an audience, big or small, that really cares about what you're talking about as a blogger. You know, they're following you for a reason. They have a relationship with you. And and that's really what a company's looking at is that relationship between the blogger and then his or her audience. Um, and when we're looking at size, a small audience doesn't necessarily mean the blogger isn't a good fit when it comes to page views and engagement. For example, what are some decent numbers we should be looking for? Um, like I said, it, it all depends on the engagement, right? So somebody could have 100,000 Twitter followers and somebody else could have 5,000, but if the majority of that 5,000 are engaging with that, that Twitter um, handle and have a relationship with that owner of that handle, it's a lot better than someone who you know, has a, might have 100,000 and their people are just retweeting because that person seems to have a, a big social presence, right? What's the value in just a retweet? What do you want is that conversation and you want that engagement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to really kind of dig deep. You know, you just can't go by the numbers. you got to look at the content. Content is everything, and I think you're going to see a shakeup over the next year to two years. With the amount of content that's out there, it's, it's going to be all about quality content. Um, you know, not just putting content up for for content's sake and, um, you know, with Google changing its analytics and everything, there's going to be a greater focus on, on making sure that the content is just great content that somebody wants to engage with and share. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, when you talk about mommy bloggers, and I don't know, the term mommy bloggers doesn't even seem like it fits anymore. Uh, you wrote yes. another article pretty recently about her interpretation of her, <laughs> and uh, which I found highly entertaining. We're going to talk about that when we come back, because I, I want to spend some time on that. So more from Holly when Purse Strings returns after this quick break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, 
let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. You are now logged in to Real Time Digital. Emily Liebblatt and Lauren Garcia. Analyze hot trends and chat with the in-crowd of the digital world. Real-time digital. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Vice President of Strategy for the Elective Bias and the founder of Momentum Nation. And we've been talking about engaging bloggers, what you need to look for, how you need to begin that relationship, begin that discussion, and making sure it's all appropriate. And right before the break, I, I mentioned a little bit about an, another article, Holly, you had written about, about our interpretation of mommy bloggers and whether or not mommy bloggers is really even the right word, but she's not the, you call her the ponytail yoga pants wearing woman of our imaginations, <laughs> which may very well be right on when we think about mommy bloggers. So talk a little bit, if you would, about what is truly a powerful block of bloggers that we may only have imagined, but really not have realistic interpretations about. Yeah, I think, you know, people tend to go to stereotypes, um, I don't know if uh, there's actually a study that was just recently um, released too, and, and working moms actually have bigger networks than stay-at-home moms. So I think typically, you know, brands and, and people in general think of mommy bloggers as a stay-at-home mom um, who's sitting around in yoga pants and she hasn't washed her hair and she's she's put it up in a ponytail maybe, <laughs> and uh, you know she's staying at home taking care of kids and blogging on the side, you know. Um, but a lot of these bloggers um, have full-time jobs; they're working out of their home. Um, they are, they're highly educated. They may even have been a journalist at, at one point or another or, you know, have a degree of some sort. Um, they've just chosen to opt out and to spend time with their children. Um, many of them have plans, you know, because they are running businesses. Um, you know, they've designed their, their sites, um, you know, as a business would design their site. They're very seasoned when it comes to, to self-promotion and self-marketing. Um, so I think you'd be surprised at, at, the, at their marketing savvy. You know, they write books, they, they host webinars, they speak at conferences, uh, they network like crazy like a businesswoman um, would, um, and, and they're very, very creative um, because you have to be in this world in order to, to stand out and uh, get engagement. Uh, so. Yeah, they, they are very, very savvy for sure. They know how to leverage their other social channels, for example, uh, their online and offline appearances, as you talked about. So if, if we're doing research, if I'm a brand and 
I'm doing research on bloggers and I've already looked at reach. I've already looked at engagement levels. I've already looked to make sure that what the blogger is writing about is a nice, um, a nice alignment with my brand. Should I be concerned if that blogger isn't also on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter? Is there a reason for concern if she's not out there kind of spanning the globe um, every which way possible? Um, I think there's a little bit of, um, you know, there's so many social channels, you know, the last time I talked to you was two years ago, you know, Instagram and Vine, I don't think existed then, as well as some of the other platforms have just evolved. Um, she's busy. Like I said, she's running a business and she's also trying to, you know, put content up every day across multiple channels. Um, a lot of moms that I've spoken to are, are starting to just focus on a certain amount of, of channels and being really good at those channels. So if, you know, a new channel comes along, she's probably going to drop one of her existing ones. There's just not enough time of the day. So again, I think I go back to what are you trying to accomplish? You know, is it, is it something visual? Is it something with a story attached? So, you know, if you're looking for something visual, the fact that I, you know, I might have lots of page views on my blog doesn't really mean much if you're really looking for engagement on Instagram or, or YouTube channel. Um, those are supplemental channels then to help support wherever the main focus is going to be. So um, it all depends, you know, and there's, you know, everybody has their, their places they, they like to engage. So. It's just a matter of what's the goal of the campaign and um, and then, you know, the cross-promotion aspect across other channels. And you talk a lot about creativity, too. I mean, she's creative in where, where she is physically um, doing her marketing. Um, but what else are you looking at when you talk about a creative blogger? Um, how she tells the story how she leaves the brand in there so that, you know, it doesn't feel like an advertising spot, um, how she's using photographs. Um, we're in a visual world, so how is she using those photographs to sort of tell the story as well? Um, you know, she is she's using short copy, long copy. Uh, what's the flavor? Um, does she have flavor to her content? Does it make you laugh? Does it make you cry? Is there an emotional connection? Um, sort of some of the same things you would if you were in a traditional advertising perspective that you would like you use to connect with people. Um, you know, you gotta target the heartstrings, but you also have to be pragmatic at the same time. So how does she balance all that messaging into a compelling story? Now there are campaigns that I'm sure you've been involved in, um, others that maybe you've admired from afar. But what are some of the ones that come to mind uh, as strong examples of great use of blogger, you know, great, great alignment with the brand and the blogger, and, and really to great success? Well, if I, I can talk about one that we did. Um, um, I just love this campaign. Um, it was for Tyson Chicken Nuggets, and it was last Christmas. And they had a, uh, an oversupply. And they didn't know what how they were going to sell all these chicken nuggets. You know, traditionally Christmas is all about turkey, right? Not chicken. Mm -hmm. And um, the bloggers are very creative. And you know how you go around and we decorate cookies at Christmas. They um, they came up with the uh, why should cookies have all the fun? And they turned chicken nuggets into penguins and uh, reindeers and all different kinds of typical Christmas sort of images, holiday images. Um, and Tyson, you know, sold out the entire inventory of, of chicken nuggets as a result. Um, but I thought that was a really creative use of, of you know, 
bloggers and food photography as an example. You know, I'm curious, is there kind of a a brand that you can think of off the top of your head that you haven't necessarily seen engage with bloggers but you would love to get your hands on because you just know mm. they're right for that kind of alignment? Hmm. I pin you on the spot. <laughs> so yeah, if you no, don't have a, one, I completely understand. Well that's a good one. I mean, you know, all the fashion bloggers, the fashion and beauty beauty companies have kind of gotten on the bandwagon. Um, you know, a lot of the retailers are getting Getting, getting in on things. Um, a lot of them, to, too, Holly, I thought was interesting is a lot of them are kind of fostering their own blogger communities. Do you feel that's effective, or do you feel like consumers kind of feel like those bloggers have been bought? I mean, I'm just curious about your point of view on that. Um, it's kind of interesting. Um, I think, you know, that question came up earlier today at the office, and, um, you know, it's a lot of work to manage bloggers and mm-hmm. to manage manage bloggers at scale, right? So, you know, a brand can go out and hire 20 bloggers, um, but that's not going to get you scale of influence, you know? Um, so, you know, if you've, ever, if you've ever managed one blogger in the amount of, amount of uh, work and conversation and, you know, you know, the contracts and all the other things that go around that creation of content and monitoring and measuring and, you know, the analytics end of it, it's a lot of work. So, you know, mm-hmm. yes, brands will build their own communities, but, um, you know, as far as managing them, um, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. As bloggers, they're, they're a needy group. No, I'm just joking. But it, it does take a lot of time to do it well. And if you're not going to do it well, you might as well not do it at all because I think at the end of the day, consumers yeah. can see through a poorly designed can- and executed campaign and it can end up doing you a lot worse than doing you any good at all. So you definitely want to make sure that you're executing it to the best of your ability. Right, exactly. Well, Holly, we're going to wrap it up, but I do want to um, drive everyone who's listening today, if you want to learn more about Holly and her great uh, breadth of work, you can check her out on collectivebias.com and also go to Momentum Nation uh, to read more of her work and follow her work specifically around marketing to women. And of course, if you haven't already signed up for Engage Mom, you should because Holly frequently posts there as well. Holly, thanks so much for being back on the program. Thank you. And thanks to my producer, George. And please join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. And until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.